Welcome to Franchise Fan Guys. Today is our third discussion on the Predator franchise. I'm Tom Breifogel. I'm joined with Andy Schmidt and Skidmar on this day. Why don't you guys say hi? Uh, hey, I'm Andy Schmidt, and um, I might be a little bit distracted because I'm trying to get to the chopper. <laughs> hey, this is Skidmar, and uh, and this is true. I have a friend named uh, Joe Dater. He's a cartoonist for The uh, New Yorker, and I met him in 2015, so I will often separate my life into my post-Dater phase and my pre-Dater phase. Franchise fan guys. Predators came out about 20 years after Predator 2. Was it a return to form creatively and in execution, or does it miss the mark? More importantly, does a return to form really work once the Predator has been revealed and audiences know going in the concept and the look of the Predator already? Andy? Uh, well, it's certainly more of a return to form than Predator 2 was, because Predator 2 takes the is basically the same concept and then just moves the location, right? It moves it into the into the concrete jungle as the comic book was titled. Um, so it is, I think it is a return to form. And I think that's more or less what it was intended to be. And I mentioned this in the previous episode, it was originally supposed to have Arnold Schwarzenegger's character Dutch in it, but um, that didn't obviously didn't wind up happening. Interestingly, like it was originally written in the 1990s to be a direct sequel to like predator two. It was supposed to be like predator three. Hmm. And then it got shelved in favor of doing Aliens versus Predators, which if you're a Patreon, Patreon subscriber, um, you've heard how well that worked out, in our opinion. Um, <clears throat> but but then it was the, then after the second Pre- Alien versus Predator film, they came back to this, and they went back to Robert Rodriguez and sort of dusted this off. Um, and I can't remember exactly when Schwarzenegger dropped out. I, I think they were trying to talk to him again then, and maybe maybe he was governor. I don't know. and couldn't do it. Um, so then they rewrote it, and that, that character became the um, Adrian Brody character. But, I mean, it's certainly a return to form. You're, you're, it, it looks and feels much more like the original. Um, you know, you're back in the jungle with the military guys. The da- most dangerous game is, uh, you know, is all these like military killer people. And I thought that was a neat twist to have like the y- Yakuza guy and to have the serial killer and to have the, you know, the other the other dangerous types of people. I thought that was nice um, and led for led to some interesting sort of dark comedic moments. Um, but uh and it was also kind of returned to like the, the, it actually in some ways is kind of better at the central idea of the hunting techniques that the predators use in predators, I think is really, is, is really the most fun uh, aspect of it. The, you know, the, I sort of mentioned the flushing them out with the dogs, but then also there's the, you know, the, they set up Danny Trejo as a, as a trap to lure people into the, the killing field and, there's a, there's a lot more like actual sort of hunting techniques, which I think is really interesting and cool. Um, where it kind of goes awry, I think, is when it gets into the predators fighting each other, like the predators that don't get along. And while I like the Lawrence Fishburne character, who's clearly crazy and has been there for a while, I thought I thought I think that's all pretty solid. But it goes awry once it gets into the predators fighting each other, and it sort of it sort of loses its way. And and I've seen this movie several times. I still don't really understand what what the I don't, like. I have no idea why the predators are fighting each other and don't like each other, and they're stringing each other up. So that part doesn't quite work for me. And I think when when that's confusing for 
I assume that's confusing for other people. Like, I think that's kind of where the movie takes takes a wrong turn. But other than that, I think it's pretty it's pretty solid in terms of getting back to the roots. But because it, but because it's confusing in that way, I think it it loses it loses something. Uh, am I am I off base, guys? Did you feel the same way or no? No, yeah, yeah, no, you're completely on. I also found certain things confusing, but I I feel like the return to form. I think it still works, even though you knew what was going in. It obviously wouldn't be as impactful as the first time, but it was really cool to see the vision of the Predator enhanced 20 years, like, but still look the same. Like, It reminded me of when video game consoles were coming out a lot faster than they do now, and like when N64 or like PlayStation came out. Like, If you played the same game, same franchise game, it just looked so much cleaner and so much better than it did a year ago, two years ago. Like I said in the other episode, I really liked also how it was how it's on a different planet and all this. so it's not like the exact same thing as predator yeah if if it was a video game much better graphics for the same concept but yeah overall it's i don't know it, it, it seem in the scheme of like being important it's you can't just look backwards and try to i feel like when you do that you're no longer trying to push the goalpost forward you're trying to be like look look what we did look what we did predator like that's sort of uh <laughs> i don't know right yeah, I, th- I I I see what you're saying, Skid. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's funny you say how it looks cleaner the way like a video game would uh, when a next generation when it's actually they shot it on digital, and so as a result, it it actually the resolution is a little dated now. Like if they shot it on film, they could get a higher resolution, but it's maxed out at 2K. So that's like the, that's the best that's the best resolution you're ever gonna get uh, out of out of predators. Um, but it's funny like they took some different sort of approaches to things, whereas you know the original movie was filled with like these bodybuilders, you know, like super testosterone guys like we talked about. This one kind of went the other way, and everyone's like super lean and wiry. And Antal, like, that was a deliberate choice that he made, trying to get people... Yeah, Oleg is the only, like, really bigger guy, right? The Russian guy? Yeah, the Russian guy. Uh, Yeah, yeah. and everyone else is just sort of against type, which is especially, like, Adrian Brody. It's like, he is... Has he ever done any other action movies? (laughs) I don't don't think so. And And I remember seeing this for the first time, and I didn't really like him in it. And I don't know if that's because I went in with preconceived notions, but but seeing it more than once, like I actually really like him in it now. Like I think he's really good. He does. He, yeah. I think I think the thing was like he like lowers his voice. Like he does like almost like he a, does like, like the, a the Christian, Christian Bale, Bale, Bale Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but I think once I like that doesn't bother me now either. Like I don't even notice it now. I remember it at the time being like, why? What's he doing? But like. Actually, I think he pulls it off really well. And I know he, like, he worked out, like, an insane amount. Like, he put on, like, 30 pounds of muscle or something like that for for the movie. Because he's a, he's a pretty slight guy, usually. Yeah, he's a real skinny guy. Well, especially because, like, most people think of him at the time, especially uh, from the Oh, from the, the pianist, piano. Which, yeah, the, uh, the pianist. Like, he was incredible in that. And he lost a ton of weight for that movie. So, like, that was basically just a a couple years like before this movie came out so yeah it it is impressive 
and he is a really good actor and i think the the director said like i can make anyone look tough but i can't teach someone to act so he just wanted to get the best actors that he could to kind of be uh in the in the thing but i agree that like the predator on predator stuff i watched a video what are they called they're called yauta or something yaucha yeah it's there's like, a whole thing i don't know i don't i don't know where any of that stuff comes from like i was I reading about either it i don't know where they like, get it yeah i don't know where i don't know where I, I never figured out where that stuff came from but yeah and i don't know how to pronounce it but like there's there is a track on i think it's on the predators dvd or maybe it's one of the other ones maybe, oh no it's on the alien versus Pre- oh god god uh alien versus predator so there is like a track <laughs> on it there's like a special feature that'll put up like the like trivia on the screen it's it's mm-hmm. done terribly don't if you have the blu-ray don't do this but um but and but it's like yeah the yauta have the honor code of the one i'm like where are you getting this from this is not in any of these movies like it's not you certainly can't glean it from watching the movie (laughs) right when and how did this become canon like what are you talking about um but yeah it's on it's on the fan sites and stuff too like i don't but i i never really did track down the origin i guess the hardcore fans know this stuff but yeah it's i guess it's yaucha is like the what the predators call themselves that's the name of their species and i was watching this youtube video there's like 47 separate distinct uh types of predator in these movies somehow (laughs) And I, I was That's watching. Necessary. Yeah, I know, but it's like I, I <laughs> guess they're different. It seems like a real stretch to me, like going through this stuff. But I guess that stuff's in there. Uh, but but it's not apparent. And it, I mean, I think it would probably help my viewing of it if if it if it was more distinctive like that. If the different if if there was some kind of like more obvious kind of class distinction or anything right. going on i but i i don't see it and i couldn't even pay right. attention to the video yeah there was another interesting thing when this came out because it was called predators um i went in thinking this was going to be more like aliens was mm-hmm. to alien um which is completely something that i was bringing to the movie and then when it wasn't that I was kind of disappointed the same way that when that when alien three came out, when it didn't feel like a sequel so much to aliens and it felt more like a sequel to alien, you know, I found that disappointing because at the time, um, what I wanted was more aliens, you know, the way, the way I want more cowbell. Um, (laughs) so I, I thought that was, I think that's kind of interesting. Like what, how our initial reactions at least are, are based on, you know, are based on a lot of times what we're bringing into the movie before the before the opening credits even start. Um, you know, the other thing in Alien Three. Well, all right, we're not talking about aliens right now, but so I think there was just there was a bit of that, at least for me. Um, I know uh, Tom, you didn't see this at the at the time that it was coming out, but Skid, did you have any of that? Just like the fact that it was called Predators, did that like mean anything? Like I felt like that was like a signal to fans of like this is the predator movie you're gonna want yeah i mean i felt the same way you did it's like this seems like a deliberate nod towards what they did with aliens versus alien in that sequel and it, it was right. you know it's the same basically the same amount of time between movies uh as the those two and everything so it's just like that i was like that that definitely felt deliberate that felt like the way they were going 
and it really really wasn't uh didn't no. it didn't feel that way at all no i guess what you could have done is with that is had you could have if the movie had been about some kind of deliberate human mission to go attack the the predators like maybe that would be kind of a spiritual kind of successor to what they did with aliens but i mean yeah i i, I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah um it's ta- tackling the other side of that of that question like i think because i know i like as a storyteller myself one of the problems that i have and i and i baked it in as sort of like a second question in that is that is that because we know what the predator is and we know it's camouflage and all that sort of stuff you are stuck with that problem of is it enough to just tell a straight predator story again if so much of your audience knows what the predator is like are we just sitting there waiting to get to the reveal because we know what the reveal is and i think you know in predators i think that that worry bore out with well the reveal will be that the predators are at war with each other right or or whatever it's like you ha- you can't just do the same thing because that's built on revealing the predator like halfway through the movie and the pacing of predators i think is really interesting like it starts you know it starts off strong with them falling in the and parachuting in and nobody knowing where they are then there's the there's a really cool reveal that they're not on earth um which it i it doesn't waste I, any time like, like it gets right into it yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think all of that stuff basically works up until that. And I think they're just struggling with what do we do? Like, we, we can't just be a remake of Predator with different characters. We have to, we have, there has to be a twist on it. And I think that's where the name Predators comes from is because they're, all the human characters, more so than in the original, the human characters are Predators, and then the, yeah. and then there's yeah. two two or three different factions of predators. Like I think that's where that title comes from. I don't I don't know that it was actually meant to be a nod to aliens. That's just how you and I interpreted it because you know, Skid Skid and Andy circa 2006 or whatever <laughs> were, were were still pretty pretty aliens obsessed. Yeah, we saw um, everything through that lens, regardless of what it was about <laughs> rom coms. Everything. It's like how does right. this relate I mean, to aliens? I mean, when my wife was pregnant with our first child, I was like, I was just waiting for the thing to burst out of her chest. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just how I, it's just how I viewed things. I, I think yeah. I actually referred to my son as an alien at one point. I was like, it's just totally bizarre to me because there's like an alien inside of you, but whatever. Um, but that's why I'm a terrible dad. And now it's recorded and right. my sons have started listening to this show now. Uh, and so they'll get to this episode and be like, great. Hey, are they actually listening to the show? Uh, yeah, they're 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 they said they wanted to start, so they're. I think they're going to start. Cool. I hope you get this far, Kale and Oliver. Yeah, I I did tell them like it helps if you see the movies first because they're like neither one of them are particularly into these. Like my older son has has seen the first Predator, but that's it, and he's seen Alien, but he hasn't seen Aliens, despite the fact that I've told him multiple times like he's going to love it, but he doesn't. You know, he's, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> he's a teenager, so why would he listen to me? That's crazy. Right, right. Um, yeah. Just a quick 
uh, immediate ranking overall, do you guys lean more towards Aliens, the, the franchise, or Predator? Oh, Aliens, 100%. Yeah, I think I'm a bigger Aliens fan, but I do really like Predator. And, and um, yeah, I mean, part of it, I don't know if, if there was... Like in the in the 1990s or in the 2000s, like are there other like sci-fi franchises that like kind of hit all at the same time? Like I feel like there was that sweet spot in 1985, 86, and 87, which is when Terminator, then Aliens, and then Predator all came out, where it was just like they were like shockingly good, right? Now there have been others, like we just talked about the Matrix, which was in the late 90s, but like. I just feel like that was like a one, two, three, and it was like, oh, sci-fi mashed up with horror, like, is killing it right now. In the 90s, I really liked Fifth Element, and back then I liked Independence Day, but neither of those became uh, real franchises. Men in like Black, Independence too. Day. Men of, oh, Men in Black, I really Black. liked. That was very, very good. And that did also, like, spawn sequels. and Yeah, yeah. three of them. I'm still holding out to see Starship Troopers. I was supposed to see it opening day. Still have never seen it. You've never seen it? <laughs> but uh, Never seen it. Oh, that made wow. a bunch of, what, direct-to-video sequels? Aren't there several direct-to-video oh, yeah. sequels for that? Yeah, I, yeah, we watched, uh, Pat and I watched a couple of them, Pat McGrath and I. Um, yeah, they're not good. Spaced Invaders? Spaced oh, Invaders? Spaced Invaders. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. Did either of you that. see yeah. that? That was a comedy, right? I was, it was a comedy. It was about yeah. aliens coming to Earth. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. But it was sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but to answer your question, yeah, I think the thing the thing about I think the thing that the Alien franchise had was like Predator had a really good John McTiernan directed movie, and then it's it's had some some really solid efforts, one or two solid efforts after that. But Alien had Ridley Scott, then it had James Cameron, and then it had David Fincher. And yeah. I know there are people that, that really don't care for Alien 3, which is not something we're going to get into in this show. But those are really, really, like, amazing directors. And Alien and, 3, if nothing else, is better than any one of the Predator sequels, I think. I would I would agree with that. Yeah. But, again, like, they're, that's just, like, an exceptional murderer's row of, like, no other franchise can boast that kind of thing. Like, even if you look at, at Star Wars, which has had, what, 10 or 11 or 12 movies at this point, whatever it is, like, George Lucas, and then, what, J.J. Abrams and... Um, and um, Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson. Like, not to take anything away from any of those guys, but that's not Ridley Scott, James Cameron, and David, David Fincher. No. <laughs> no. Um, and no. so I don't know how... Yeah, I can't think of anything else that would come close to you know, uh, uh, to that. And especially getting those three directors that early in their careers. Like they weren't Ridley Scott, James Cameron and David Fincher <laughs> at the time. That was David Fincher's first movie. No. Um, and it, and he, you know, there's all things like he lost control over it and all this sort of stuff, but that one went poorly. But James Cameron had Terminator pretty much under his belt and ga- he brought Galeon Heard with him or she brought James Cameron. I don't know exactly how that worked. I can't remember, you know? And so they were like a pro- producing team too, which uh, I, which I think helped allow them to have as much control, uh, quality control over aliens as they got. And, you know, I mean, that's just, 
That's crazy. I mean, you look at you look at Predator, and they went to a new director for Predator Two that they thought was hot, and it was it was uh, Stephen Hopkins, and he <laughs> didn't turn into any of those guys. Other guys. You know what's funny though? I was watching when I was watching Prey uh, when she's getting cornered by the mountain lion and the tree. I was mm-hmm. thinking, it's just like, this makes me think of The Ghost in the Darkness. Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah with Val Kilmer and uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good movie. Not a very good movie, but it has some, moments. I was just talking about that with, with somebody else recently. That's yeah. so weird. It's that, not, it's not overall, like, it's not, it's not a very good movie, but it definitely has some really cool moments. There's one in particular. There's a line that Michael Douglas has. Uh, I can't remember the, the word for word, but it's just like you say, like he's the he's trying to like calm the you know natives down or whatever. It's just like so it's like you say the devil has come to this place as I am the devil, and it's great delivery, like awesome. So I was like thinking about that movie, and then the guy Hopkins who directed Predator Two directed Ghost in the Darkness, which I didn't I didn't realize mm. when I thought that. Oh yeah, I, I had uh, I had forgotten that he directed Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah, that's is not a it's not a good movie. A really good screenplay though. I'd love to just read the screenplay. It's a William Goldman screenplay, and he's amazing. Yeah, based on a true story. Uh, Hopkins. What was his biggest movie? Was it this? Uh, it was uh, this or the Nightmare on Elm Street? I think. Yeah, or Nightmare on Elm Street Five. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, his career has not like gone off in the stratosphere. Like, I mean, I you know I don't want to like <laughs> bash Stephen Hopkins. He's fine. Like he's oh, he's yeah, a no. perfectly competent director, but but he's not you know a luminary. And he did uh, that comic book art in uh, Freddy Five. Oh, oh yeah, he, yeah right? he did draw that. That's right. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. wow, he was yeah, actually okay. born in Jamaica. And he did those awful Jamaican stereotypes. Yeah, <laughs> Predator Two. <laughs> Maybe he didn't like it there. Was tough in, but got to be stopped. You don't see the eyes of the demon. They're <laughs> him come calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should we should do that more because that's going to be a really yes, great that's... audio clip later when I'm running for political office. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Somebody, somebody takes that out of something. It's going to end that political career really fast. It's a weird um, choice. I never heard yeah. of a Jamaican street gang. That's the other thing. Like, of all the you know, actually, Jim and John Thomas talk about that on the commentary track, and they said they read like some article in the New Yorker about about some Jamaican gang that was in America somewhere, and they were like, "Yeah, so we thought like maybe like this will be a, like a wave this of the future." New thing. So, <laughs> so we put it, so we put it in the movie, and then none of that happened. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, I mean, all right, I guess. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I mean, you know, you're writing a movie that at the time was a set in the future, so you make your guesses, and um, you know, they landed the climate like, change one, like you, like yeah, you, said, you got the climate and change, they, and then you look yeah. dumb. You win some, you lose some. But did you know he was second unit director on Highlander for one thing? That Hopkins and, was, yeah, and uh, he also he directed Lost in Space, which I didn't realize. Uh, I should like. That movie. The movie with William Hurt, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hated that movie. Uh, yeah, actually, I I just like the robot. The the ro- I love that they use the original voice actor for the robot, and, um, and Gary Oldman's in it. Uh, and he directed a uh, Judgment Night, which was a very bad movie, but had an incredible soundtrack. 
It, it did have a good soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the point of Predator 2 being based in 1997 instead of 1990 did, except for them to be able to be like, it's been 10 years since the first Predator? Like, did that help the movie at all? Did it, like, besides then you get to see these video game-esque guns and be like, that's what 97 is going to be like. Like... <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, when I saw that in 1990, I was like, well, now I know what the future is. Um, <laughs> uh, That's another thing that Jim and John Thomas talked about on that commentary track was what they were saying is it kind of allowed them license to make L.A., in, in the case of the film, a worse, more violent place so that it attracting the Predator would make more sense. Mm. Otherwise, like, why would you go to L.A. if you were a predator? Why wouldn't you go to some place where there's, like, war and conflict? One of the interesting things yes. with the predator was, uh, or I'm sorry, predators was that, like, the, the you know, the places that those guys were all picked from, in which they kind of run through, like, pretty quickly. But if you actually stop and listen to what they're talking about, like, those are, I think they were all, like, very real conflicts and very, very much of, like, 2006 to 2010 like really 2006 to 2008 when the film was being made um so like those are like very like if, if you actually listen to where they say they come from you can pretty much peg that it, that it takes place in 2000 like basically it takes place in 2007 which made me think they were doing like a the predators come every 10 years <laughs> sort of a thing 87 97 oh. Oh, wow, 2007 yeah. because the russian guy says that he is in, was in the middle yeah, and that conflict ended in 2008, I think. Oh, um, wow. So um, I can, it could be wrong. It may have been a little later than that, but yeah, it was. So I just I found that to be kind of kind of interesting. But yeah, and what they said was it basically it allowed them to sort of make L.A. the hellhole that would attract a predator. That makes sense. So the predator was intended as kind of a reboot for the franchise. It was widely criticized at the time of its release, but do you like it? Why do you think it didn't satisfy audiences? Skid? Sorry, what, what was the question? <laughs> Sorry. The Predator. The Predator. The Shane, Why do you the think, Shane Black Did you one. like it? Oh, The Predator. I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch it last night, but <laughs> it was, it, I, I couldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't do it? Like you just couldn't I get tried, through it? Well, cuz it's not on Hulu. I was like I I was I was going cuz they have all the other predators on there. And I was just like, "Oh, I'll watch the I was going through them and I'm like, and oh, that's one's not on there." So I don't I don't know. Okay. Uh <laughs> well, then I'll I'll take this one then, I guess. Um so I think it loses itself by being overly complicated. Um Yes. So the the idea of behind this one is that there's a predator, and it takes it t- took me a while to figure this out, and and like I had to watch it multiple times, like kind of track some of this stuff. So there's a predator coming to Earth, being chased by another predator ship. Something comes off of that first predator's ship, lands somewhere, then the rest of the ship crashes. So then your main character, Boyd Holbrook, runs into the predator that was in this, like, escape hatch, right? That, and then that predator kills two of his friends, but gets nearly killed 
in that process and then is scooped up by a shadowy government agency with along with Boyd Holbrook. Um, the ship, the bigger ship crashes somewhere and they're looking for it. And then there's another predator on the ship that was chasing him that shows up later in the film. That's a much larger predator. They did do a better job of distinguishing between the predators. They make like a super predator in this one. And, um, and then it's trying to kill the first predator. And somewhere along the way, they figure out that the first predator who wakes up and escapes and is also killing people was trying to give the people of earth a weapon to fight against the other predators. Um, and then the second bigger predator is just there to to stop that from happening, presumably. But it's very complicated. It's very complicated, and for like no real good effect. Um, I think that the characters, and I know Tom. I think you said you didn't care for the comedy, that witty dialogue as much. I, I kind of like some of that stuff. I like the characters for the most part. Um, I. I, there's a lot that I do like in the Predator, um, including uh, the the idea of like how they're doing these upgrades and and all that kind of stuff. Um, I like all that. I like all all of that stuff that they're talking about and that they're doing. And I don't think it like ruins anything to have them doing the upgrades and that also plays off of they talk about that in predators how they're how like every season they're like learning and they're doing new things like they're they're constantly evolving it's like it's a theme that i think was already well established um in predators and so i think i think all of that stuff is a it all seems to come from what things that the franchise was already doing uh and so yeah i mean i i like it but man it gets overly complicated and it's not super clear um and then i think it also made some other mistakes like it makes this very shitty case for um autism being the next stage of evolution oh for humans. yeah what what the, what the <clears throat> which is i heard about that what the hell is that about yeah like like the actual so like there's a character with Tourette's. I think that's done pretty well. Like Shane Black actually has Tourette's, so that makes sense that he would he would be able to direct a character with Tourette's. But then the the kids on the on the spectrum, and it's not like I want to say there's anything wrong with with people having autism, but like it's it it's not very a quickly right. Like it treats it like a superpower, and it like it just it feels kind of weird and icky and like mildly exploitative. Maybe it's not at all. I don't know. It just but it, do, it doesn't work. Um. I mean, and you can sort of see where it's where it's coming from. Like, there's a scene where all these chessboards that are in middle of the game get knocked over, and then and the kid with autism just picks all the pieces up off the floor from four different games and puts them back on, you know, exactly where they were, so that when the kids come back that were playing those games, they would never know that they were knocked over. Like, I mean, there's some there's some stuff in there, you know, where you're like, I guess that was sort of like establishing like how this, but it just it it feel it feels weird. Um, and then there's, and then there's, um, yeah, then the, in the end, the boon that we were given is like, we're given like a predator armor that fits on humans. And like, that was the thing that he, that the predator was bringing. So, so that means that somewhere there was a predator that was like, other predators are going to come to this planet earth and they're going to kill people. And we should make sure that doesn't happen. So I'm going to design a predator suit <laughs> for the people of that world. And then I'm going to go deliver it. 
And it's just very, like, I don't know. It's just very, very odd. Um, yeah, it's odd and at times awkward. That's what I what I would say. And so it so it doesn't work. It certainly doesn't work as a reboot for the franchise because you don't come out of that going like it doesn't like the core concept of the predator being a hunter like isn't really in it. The 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 sports hunter thing like isn't really a thing. There's a they, they're trying to deliver one is trying to deliver a package and the other one's trying to kill that guy. So it's like a cops and robbers sort of thing. But it, it I just I don't think it works. Um, I don't think it works that way. I still can enjoy the movie, but I go into that movie now. I enjoy it now because I know what the flaws are and I, I just overlook them and I, I like the parts I like and gloss over the rest. But yeah, I mean, I think that's why it just, I mean, I think there's multiple reasons why it didn't connect. And, and those are some of the ones that I saw. Tom, what did you think? I'm going to ask the next question and then answer both questions together. Because they kind of go hand in hand. Like the next question is: Prey recently came out to rave reviews, and it's the biggest opening for Hulu's streaming service. Do you agree with the reviews, and do you see it as a major success for the Predator franchise? Since I'm asking myself that, yes, I see it as a major <laughs> success, and that and that's because it is. It's just a no bullshit movie. It's the exact opposite of the Predator. Like it's the Predator was like they threw in anything, they threw in the comedy, they threw in. Things that don't make sense. I don't know. The Predator being able to see through the boy's eyes when he's wearing the Predator mask. All the like that movie just doesn't feel like a Predator movie. And this is coming from someone who has I have one week of Predator knowledge under my belt. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably better qualified. This is all fresh for you. And it's all it's all yeah. recent. So you, you're... I wish I wish I lived your life, Tom. <laughs> See all these amazing movies in like quick succession for the first time at home. It's amazing. Yeah, Prey. I was, I got excited many times during Prey. Uh, I don't think I got excited during the Predator. Like Prey was, yeah, Prey just was so much. But I understand why people are liking Prey. Yeah, to make something really good and make it simple, I feel like is much harder and much harder. Yeah, and that's, and The Predator is the antithesis of that. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And if you and if you look at the, you know, now we're talking about five movies here. And if you look at the ones that I think we would say are the most successful, they're the first Predator and Prey. And to some extent, if I could take out the racial stereotyping and, and all that stuff out of Predator 2, Predator 2 is actually pretty simple as well. It's not as simple as Predator and Prey, but it's still fairly simple. It adheres to that core concept. And where I think Predators and The Predator lose themselves, and it happens much earlier in The Predator than it does in Predators, like we were saying, is when it overcomplicates things in predators. It's when you start doing the predators fighting each other and like they're at war and blah, blah, blah. And then you're just like, ah, I don't know what this is anymore. This isn't the, what I, what this isn't the movie that I kind of came to see. And the predator is the same way. It's like, I didn't come to see a cops and robbers movies where the cops and the robbers happen to be predators. Um, and so I think, whereas prey is really straight predator is really straight and predator two is somewhere in the middle, I would say between those. Um, but certainly the more streamlined approach seems to, seems to be the more successful approach <laughs> when it comes to, uh, when it comes to predator, um, films. Um, yeah. And, but I think, 
it's interesting too because while I would say Prey is the most similar to the original Predator in that simplicity, but it still has the same issue that all other sequels have, which is there is an audience that knows what the Predator is, knows what the camouflage is, knows what it looks like, and so do you treat that straight? Do you play it for an audience that's never seen a Predator movie, or do you realize that they've seen Predator movies and you try to move to that reveal more quickly, or like, or are you trying to add something to it? So I think it's interesting to see the reaction to Prey. People have been writing reviews about it as though it's like its own, completely its own thing, which... I think part of it is their marketing did a really good job calling it prey instead of, you know, predator five or whatever was probably a good idea. Um, because it sort of sets it up. Like it sort of primes your audience. I think even audiences like me that have seen the others to go in and sort of go, okay, this is like a new thing. It's like a fresh start or something like, you know, something along those lines and which allows for it to play out. I think more simply and naturally, although I think they, I think I said this before, I don't know that they ever really made, like they reveal the predator in like the most boring way possible. Like there's, there's no, there's no aha moment or oh shit moment when, when you see the predator for the first time, it's just like, oh, okay, well there he's hanging out in a cave. Yeah, that's why I don't seem, that seems cozy. That's why I don't think that was their aim was to surprise people with the predator. It's like that's I don't think it was like aimed at people who are seeing predator movies for the first time. Primarily, like I, I think that right. this is like I, yeah, we know the predator. They didn't. It wasn't a big deal. It was like, but this wasn't a focus. So, right. So, the, but there is a predator reveal in it, right? And and so the, there is like. And maybe this was their just very simple solve was, well, we'll show the predator the way that the way people expect the predator to be shown with the camouflage. And then we'll even show him in the cave where you can see him fully, you know, in his armor and everything. But the real predator reveal, and it is built as a big moment, is the bear moment when it lifts the bear up over its head and the blood from the bear, bear drains on top of it. And then you see the blood on the shape of the predator. Like that's a more scary thing. If you're in, uh, if you're in the girl's shoes for sure. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. And it may just be like, they just went with a really simple solution and they did a reveal that was more a reveal of like the menace of the predator rather than what the predator looks like. And I think that's probably what they did now that we're talking about, I think that's kind of the decision they made, which is actually really cool and a, like kind of an elegant, simple solution to, to that problem. And I love that moment. I I started applauding in my in my room, like watching that. It was just like I was laughing. It was it's pretty awesome. I mean, I think you can people complain about the CGI of the animals in the in the movie, but I don't really care. I, it doesn't I, it doesn't matter to me. But I, I just the the performance of those creatures, like on screen, is was fantastic and that was a really really cool moment that was pretty great i did like how the predator was like throughout the movie was like building to bigger and bigger prey Hmm. um which which clearly was the intent because like the first thing that it kills is like a field mouse and then it kills the snake and then it kills the the, like every and then it finally kills a bear and then the thing it, it 
struggles to kill the most with is finding a human. Like, and and I know that the 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 filmmakers had the intent of, and they never say it in the movie, so I don't know that like it would be considered canon. Although you know that whole other stuff we talked about <laughs> is, is considered canon, I guess. Um, but uh, they talked about this so was supposed to be the first predator that ever came to Earth, um, which would make sense then if it is you know working its way up the 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 game ladder and then every predator that would come after that would be like oh well the first one figured out this is the day the, the this is the thing you want to hunt here this is the you know and then then they would just go after people after that i thought that kind of worked too yeah that's why yeah i th- i th- i love this as sort of a predator origin story for that reason and that's i think it some of my ideas for <laughs> making other predator movies would kind of mess with that a little bit which is too bad but yeah man that was that was pretty cool stuff in that movie i i i really enjoyed it did either of you think the dog was going to be killed i always assume the dog is going to die in a rated r movie ever since Ever since Mad Max or Road Warrior, whichever one it was, <laughs> that scarred me as a child when the dog gets shot by a crossbow. Yeah. I assume I assume the dogs are going to die. And then when they don't, like, I'm really happy. But, yeah, anytime I go to a movie and there's the dog is there, like, yeah, I figure that dog's dead. Turner and Hooch, like, <laughs> destroyed my wife when she was a kid. <laughs> like, destroyed her. Like, they, like she's it's been decades and she still talks about how that movie, like... The dog dies in that movie? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, guys, yeah, Hooch, who is awesome, <laughs> uh, does die. And, like, it's supposed to be, like, okay in the end because there are puppies. But, um, but yeah, it was not okay, at least for my wife. Like, she's just not okay with that. I don't think she likes Tom Hanks because of that movie. No, I'm kidding. She does like Tom Hanks. <laughs> she does like Tom killing Hanks, but... that dog in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah. People that went to see Turner and Hooch thinking it was a feel-good movie about a funny dog and its cop, they were <laughs> they were in for they were in for a shock. Ooh, it reminds surprise. me of the, the movie My Girl when Macaulay Culkin. I was dies just thinking about it. that. Yeah, like uh, killing a dog is ba- kind of the same thing as killing Macaulay Culkin in a movie. <laughs> same, same concept. Same principle. Yeah. But yeah, I thought the dog. I, I, I was on the edge of my seat that the, I thought the dog was going to die too. And I started to cry. Like when the dog was, uh, the bear was coming after her and the dog was, was running away, like trying to draw the bear away from, from her. Dog. I was just like, what a good dog. That dog's for sure going to die. And I was like, I was, I, I got very emotional watching that dog. That was, that's something the other predator movies don't have is an awesome dog. That was, that's they a, that's a, yeah, big big benefit. Well, that's it for this episode of Franchise Fan Guys. If you're a Patreon subscriber, stick around. We're going to talk about the internal logic and continuity of the Predator franchise. Thanks for listening to Franchise Fan Guys. Predator, episode three of four. Please write a review and give a five star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Intro music by Tom Breifogel and John Harvey. To connect. Visit FranchiseFanGuys.com, at FranchiseFanGuys on Instagram, and at GuysFranchise on Twitter. Franchise Fan Guys.